back to The Better of Two Evils, the show where two beleaguered public defenders are assigned pop culture clients and are forced to prove which one is secretly not awful. This week, Twilight v. Fifty Shades of Grey. My name is Ben Stoddard, and my client, Twilight, is innocent. My name is Stephen Alec, and my client, Fifty Shades of Grey, is innocent. And with us today uh, is an expert in the field of sexual consent. We have the incredibly uh, talented... Uh, Bitsy LeBourbon. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, your nonprofit and what it is you do as an educator? Yeah, so um, I am a sex educator. Um, I specialize in teaching consent um, and working with survivors of sexual assault. Um, and I do it from a sex positive angle because um, sex and sexuality is super awesome and should never be like a really sad subject. So I have a nonprofit called More Than No. Um, we, we, um, have classes we do about surviving and thriving as a sexual assault survivor. Um, we've taught consent classes. We have a monthly cabaret in Hollywood called Cabaret Consensual, um, that champions, uh, consent. We're very, um, we're very LGBT friendly, very kink friendly, very all types of sexuality friendly. Um, so yeah, consent is, uh, my favorite thing to talk about. Well, unfortunately, the two <laughs> movies that we are talking about today oh are Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, what are your experiences with these films and or books? My experience with both of them is that I think they are a, a hilarious, both hilarious, sad examples of, uh, of uh, pop culture trying to make um, different types of sexuality uh, exciting but doing it wrong and not actually hiring sex educators to uh inform both of the films and books that were written and made so they kind of are funny to me but not in a funny way if yeah. that makes sense <laughs> i don't think that anyone who has any kind of sex education wrote these two book series because well there are things that- in both that are just Glaringly wrong. I will say though, the costuming and makeup in both was splendid. Well, Steve, I'm gonna have to correct you there. You are clearly not up on the state of sexual education in the United States of America. What, I, I'm very convinced that someone who teaches sex ed <laughs> in certain states could have made this movie. Find one attractive man and let him run your life. This has been sex ed. Yeah, that's Kentucky. true. That's fair. The way that uh, sex ed is in America now. That maybe. is definitely uh, uh, Yeah, that, it also doubles as your careers class. Just hand over your checkbook, ladies. Yeah. Let that man run your... If you want to be happy... Find a rich guy. Uh, it turns out that public institutions have just been really into FIDOM this entire time. <laughs> yeah, and the, 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 the thing that most bothered me about Fifty Shades is that nobody seems to be enjoying anything. <laughs> and I no, will, but nobody in either of these movies is enjoying a second of it. But I, can, but, I, but, I, but I can tell you why. Why? I have a theory as to why nobody likes anything in the movie Fifty Shades of Grey. All right. Well, uh, opening arguments, Steve, defend Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, Fifty Shades of Grey can be taken as the uh, erotic drama thriller about one woman, a woman by the name of Anna Steele or Anastasia Steele, who falls in love with a Mr. Christian Grey, who is a billionaire who takes a shine to her after she is sent uh, to... 
cover him for a school newspaper story at, I believe it is, uh, Washington University. That is the surface. But beneath that surface is treachery, <laughs> treachery and trickery. Treachery. And <laughs> is treachery and trickery and lies. And dare a web you say, of, dare you say guile? And guile and a web of deceit worthy of Mr. George Smiley. I believe that E.L. James created another George Smiley in Anastasia Steele's roommate, Katie Kavanaugh. There is a character in this movie that most people would see and say, oh, she's just a dumb blonde who's just kind of there, who incidentally introduces Anastasia Steele to Christian Grey. And I put it to you, no. I believe that she is running a web of intrigue. She is running gang stalking. She has everybody planned like a bunch of chess pieces and she's going to collect at the end. Now, where does this come from? Anastasia Steele, at the beginning of the movie, is sent to interview Christian Grey in Kate Kavanaugh's place. Because Kate Kavanaugh is a journalism student, right? Well, she sends her in her place because she has the flu. But wait How a minute. How convenient. How convenient. Except, except, except phones exist. You can call somebody and do an interview over the phone. Oh, oh, Steven, Steven, you have an interview exclusive with this billionaire and you're going to fucking Skype into it? Yes, I am. Do you know why? Because my roommate is a lit major and you know what? She probably doesn't know how to run an interview. That does sound like a worse option. (laughs) It's a way worse option. (laughs) So she sends her lit major uh, uh, roommate to go and interview this guy and of course she screws up the interview and of course the guy falls in love with her. Wait, or, that's that's a big of course. Well, there's more chess pieces in play, my friend. So so the whole thing seems hinky from the word go. Why would she <laughs> hinky with an h? <laughs> so it it just seems weird, right? Well, things get even weirder after that. Now, why would she send her friend to to do that? At the very beginning, we find out from Anna Steele that she has a 4.0 GPA at their college. And then later on in the film, after they've taken their finals, we find out that her roommate, Kate Kavanaugh, is the valedictorian of their class. Wait, how does one have a 4.0 and the other one is the valedictorian? Either they have advanced placement at this college, which is not a thing, or she used... Uh, the interview to distract her so she could get a perfect grade on their finals and steal valedictorian. That is the first move in in, in her house of cards. Oh, damn. Right? That's That's the first move. Next, Anastasia Steele starts having meetings with this guy. He starts showing up at her work. He starts showing up at this bar where she's happening to hang out. Now, you you say showing up. I would use words like stalking or I mean, but here's but but how did she, but how did he know where she worked and how did he know which bar she was at there are I don't know Steve I'm not a stalker she was in for he's not either he's a paid employee of Kate Cavanaugh Kate Cavanaugh <laughs> is running on head wait, 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 wait. clarification clarification yeah so 
Gray is a is part of it. Yes. Okay. She's being gang stalked. She's being gang stalked by also the blonde and gray. The blonde and gray. Wait, so and she, several other she humans hired in this. Christian Gray. She didn't hire him. He was interested in the first place. Okay. Because she, she, we find out later on, is having a relationship with Christian Gray's brother. And there's something real weird about Christian Gray and a relationship with his brother. He says at one point, uh, Anastasia Steele says, you have a brother? And he goes, well, I didn't choose him. Well, no one chooses their brother. That's a dumb question, unless uh, you're no. part of a conspiracy and you get to choose the actors. I think everybody is fucking pretending in this movie because even like right from the word go, Christian Grey is making mistakes about BDSM. He's, he's doing things involving BDSM that are completely unheard of. For example, okay. for example, let me finish. He goes into the hardware store where Anna, where Anna Steele happens to work. How does he know? He knows from Kate Cavanaugh. And he goes and he buys rope. Now, what kind of rope does he buy? He buys red nylon rope. Now, anybody who's done any kind of shibari, that is ritualistic rope work. The, ja knows, the Japanese. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, yeah, yeah, ritualistic uh, 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 rope work. Knows you don't use nylon rope because it slips. You use either jute or hemp rope. So right off the right from the word go, we know he doesn't really know what he's doing with BDSM. So the point is he doesn't know what he's doing. He's acting on behalf of one Miss Kate Cavanaugh, who is now valedictorian. Which is this also is the best name ever. Can I just make that a She has the best name Kate of anybody. Cavanaugh, Jesus. It's Christian Gray. That's a sexy the, ass name. Anastasia Steele. The, Jose Kate and Kate Cavanaugh. Who That's guessed, a hot ass name. She's <laughs> running this game. This is the third or fourth week in a row that you've suggested that the only reason this is happening is because people are under spell mafia or purchase uh, and that they are actually idiots acting incorrectly. Okay, idiots acting incorrectly is most of the human race. That's fair. And like, conspiracies are real. It happens. <laughs> It's true. it's true. Every conspiracy is true. <laughs> May I have a question? Absolutely. Uh, can you speak on the consent? Okay. Of the film? <laughs> the, the, reason, the reason why the consent of the film is such bullshit is because Christian Grey is a newbie at it. And he's lying that he understands the concept of consent. Because he does a couple of things uh, on top of that. For example, he... Starts doing BDSM things with her after he has uh, her signature on this thing. He goes, he, instead of being like a human being and just talking through all of this stuff, he decides that he's going to create this contract and he makes her read it and she gets to negotiate it. But when he negotiates it, he puts her in like a very, uh, like a place of weakness. So all this stuff is a no-no in BDSM. I would never try to negotiate a scene with a sub and try to get one over them. For court purposes, will you explain scene and sub? Okay. Uh, a scene Thank you very much. A scene <laughs> A scene is an activity uh, with a sub. So for example, if I'm going to tie up a sub and suspend them from the ceiling, that's a scene. And what's a sub? A sub is a submissive. It's the person who submits to me the dominant. But there's a couple of things that this movie misses out big time. 
The first is that the sub is actually the person running the show. In good BDSM, the sub is telling the dominant what they want. The dominant is not trying to get one over on the sub. The dominant is in many ways a servant to the sub. That's the first big glaring problem with this. The second is that uh, Christian Gray is a CEO of this billion dollar whatever. They never explain what the fuck his company does. But he's a billionaire. Um, and at night, he wants to be a dominant. Now, in my experience, no one who is a super uh, uh, dominant type during the day would <laughs> ever be a dominant at night. It's They're, very true. That yeah. Very true. The people I know who are the biggest subs who love to get the worst shit done to them are always that super tough, quote unquote, alpha male. I think alpha male is a bullshit term, but like they are that type like, of guy. Yeah, CEOs. CEO types. Those those are the guys who are getting their fucking balls up like fucking cattle prodded. And I know that because I've seen it happen. Yes, we have. <laughs> yes, we have. It's so, so what you're saying is uh, uh, subs are, are much like professional wrestling. The person getting tossed around is often the one in control. Oh, absolutely. The, yeah. Absolutely. The sub, oh, that's a good, I like that's that. A great, that's good. That's, that's great. a great, yeah. Like in stage fighting, the person who's getting beaten up is the one who's running who's, the show. Who's controlling the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. exactly the same thing in BDSM. And the problem with this, and the reason why Christian Grey, I believe, is being manipulated by somebody else, is that Christian Grey doesn't understand the most basic tenets. Because otherwise, the only option is that E.L. James had no idea what the fuck she was writing about. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, are we ready for Twilight? Stephanie Meyer is the greatest writing genius. Oh no. Oh good god. <laughs> no. No. Of a generation. Why? No. Nope. What she has accomplished, <laughs> many have tried, none have succeeded. She has created a novel and in turn a movie from truly the point of view of a teenage high schooler. This is not the writing of an adult woman. These are the fetid fascinations of a 13 or 14 year old girl. Stephanie Meyer is making an effort to try to lift straight from the diary pages of a possible girl with everything that that entails from uh, incorrect assumptions about how relationships should work to how vampires should work. <laughs> <laughs> with glitter. <laughs> to start, the Twilight story opens with Bella uh, just randomly going to Washington to live with her dad rather than her mom and stepdad and everyone being very okay with this. I am a child of divorce. That has never fucking happened ever. No one ever says, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go live with my dad and everything is fine. That has never happened in the history of the universe. From right off the bat, these are the these are the fantasies of a 14-year-old girl. And then slowly but surely, it devolves into a fantasy of having two men uh, fight over her for reasons unknown. 
you know, this is the the lacking of story structure is because this is not a this is not a direct movie plot. This is just what a what a young young girl would write down as her fantasies in her diary. Fair. Okay. Fair. Wow. So that so a less cautious your defense is that 13-year-olds don't know shit 13 about... 13-year-olds don't know shit. Yes. And, okay, so you can you expand... Once again, same question as before uh, for Steven. Can you expand on the consent of Twilight? So, in Twilight, she meets Edward, who is a guy that, to you... To quote the, the, the St. Katy Perry... Runs hot and then cold. Oh, yes, yes, and then no. Just quoted Katy Perry. Uh, oh, okay, all right. Uh, but but in a pretty sick and shitty way. Like he is interested and then will just disappear and then yell at her and then go away, which are all the signs of of you know of abuse of gaslighting of gaslighting uh, like that is a, that is a very shitty relationship, whether it's whether platonic or romantic. That is a shitty way to to treat other people in your life. Um, it's it's really not great. But when you are, but that is mistaken as mysterious. You know, I think a lot of us when we are young, we know certain markers, but not all of them. So what we look for is, oh, you know, oh, this person's so mysterious but in what in reality they are is they're unavailable they're shitty they're abusive they're self-centered they're fucking they're not, rude and the, self-centered gross yeah. people right but to a and really handsome and covered in glitter he is handsome and covered in glitter could could you by any chance um speak to age of consent laws well Ooh, burn burn <laughs> burn 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 how well, old is edward cullen well in this movie, both Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson are are in their twenties and high as a fucking pig. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Order in the court. Order in the court. They are. Listen, I'm taking this judge thing really, really seriously. As well, you should. I might use the word scintilla earlier because, or later, because I learned it from a lawyer. What does scintilla mean? This week, it means a very small amount. You guys, scintilla. A lawyer said that to me earlier. Anyway. <laughs> what? Nope. Not asking. Not asking. That's not what we're here for. Anyway. No. Wait. Wait. Okay. Fine. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> In this in this Never movie, mind. this movie stars two actors that are so stoned and so sad that they accidentally got roped into this movie. But Everybody here. involved in all of these movies, Fifty Shades and uh, and the um, Twilight, the Twilight series. Everybody hates it. Which yes. is great. Good for... I'm glad. Yeah, everybody All involved shit. in Fifty Shades. Well, because Shades Dakota Johnson went from the fantastic Ben and Kate... The uh, too soon canceled show on Fox, which was fucking phenomenal. I know no one fucking saw it, but Ben and Kate was amazing, and I'm just still really pissed off about it. And Jamie Dornan is not a terrible actor. I I saw him in a uh, in a film recently called Siege of Jaduville, where he was he was actually very very uh, very solid. So, Age of Consent. In the fiction of this universe, Edward Cullen is hundreds of years old, and. Bella is a teenager. Huh. 
That is don't say. that is wildly not okay. I you could even mm. say illegal. It you might yeah. say that. I might. I might. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, no, of course, no, of course I would. No, that's it's terribly fucked up. The one thing I would say that both of these movies suffer from is they're so fucking heteronormative. They're very heteronormative and they're very male centric. Which yes. is which is which is sort of interesting because Twilight does seem to fall into a certain category of internet uh, of internet tweenage sexual sexuality. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, oh, wouldn't it be hot to fuck a vampire? Yeah. But what we know about those communities online is that they're not heteronormative. You know, if you go looking at Tumblr, I mean, it is one of the most gay-friendly places you're ever going to find. Like, that is where uh, slash fic of all kinds happens, where mm-hmm. people are gender-bending, where they're doing gender reversals of popular stories. You yeah. know, like, the, the, it is a movie, theoretically, for a group of people that totally and openly embrace non-heteronormative stories... It is interesting that Twilight wound up being what it is. Yeah, being very straight. Because I'm a very out bisexual queer person. And vampirism is a very queer Yeah, I mean, mean, gay gay male vampires are like the thing. Yeah, well, and bisexual, like, there's huge bisexual representations in in vampire film and, um, and like, uh, like, books. Of of just vampires just falling in love yeah. with whoever I, they want to yeah. eat. Well, be, I mean, because the idea of va- vampirism can trace its root back to sexual panic. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. There's a there's a theory um, that I read recently that said that that um, there's a uh, huge emphasis on uh, vampire. Uh, literature and and vampire stuff comes out when Democrats are in power because oh, yeah, because because uh, conservatives see uh, vampires as sort of being like liberals and that like they're 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 effeminate they're of vague gender and sexuality they suck the blood of money they have, people they, like. they have they have strange <laughs> customs they're very old who knows where their money comes they're from they're very queer. I, yeah. I mean, as a democratic socialist, I I mean, we do start every meeting by sucking. By sucking, su- sucking blood. No, I've been to a DSA meeting, yeah. and we uh, yeah. the first thing we did we was suck each other's suck blood. Sex. Yeah, and that yeah. was one of three or four things I. I mean that, that night. I mean that's why they call us Reds. <laughs> May I add something that Absolutely. I find fascinating about you two having picked these two things to to have me judge? Please. Is that Fifty Shades is very commonly thought of as fanfic of Twilight? Yes, absolutely. I think I think that is it started that way. Yeah, it really did. It was an ebook she 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 produced, but she was a writer of of Twilight fanfic. Yeah, and so I I also just find it very fascinating how closely related these actually are. Like truly, like not just as like making assumptions, but also I know I know I know it sure does not seem like it. But we have a vague clue of what we are doing. Absolutely. I we, love it. We, we, we actually wrote stuff down and made a plan. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud. I watched 
most of this movie. I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't. skimmed very large portions. I got of through probably seventy percent. I looked at the IMDb page. Can I say that I watched Twilight like? about seven years ago and uh i was super sick and sitting on the couch and i laughed like the entire time the um because as a grown woman it is fucking hilarious fucking hilarious and i find men attractive and like that like that i just uh like i just no but what i what i do love about about uh uh twilight is all of the actors involved fucking hate hated hated it particularly like Michael Sheen, Michael Sheen, who was like the head vampire guy, like he talks so much shit about those movies, and um, I I have actually never seen, I've only seen the very last one, and it was for the Benson interruption, so they were making fun of it as, so I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Okay, are we ready for me to make this decision? Yes, Re- ready as okay. will ever be. I pretty much figured it out like halfway through because I heard something. Oh, see, no, th- this is. No, well, you guys, sometimes you just hear a thing and you're like, well, you know, I am a consent educator and one of the main, the, one of the mainstays of consent is unfortunately age. <laughs> <laughs> both adults. One of the Wait, mainstays. don't say it's unfortunately age. I mean, it's no, not no, unfortunately. No, unfortunately I feel, for you, Ben. I just ben. feel bad because I fucking hate Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, but she's an adult. But she's in her 20s. if a vampire is over 100 years old and a girl's <laughs> A girl who's 14 with a fantasy, bless her precious heart. That's just, that's just a mainstay of my, of my, of my cabaret concessional, uh, is age, my good man. It's age. So you're saying... But both are fucking garbage. (laughs) And no one should ever fucking take any examples from them. If you watch them, remember that they're fucking garbage fantasy with... Glitter on chests and stupid hey, rope. Hey, there's there's nothing wrong with a little glitter on your chest. There's chain, nothing you wrong, know. but I do. I will say make the, thing, them the thing that made me laugh harder than anything when I watched uh when I watched um Twilight the first time was when he like opens his shirt and instead of fucking being a gross ass vampire because I always think of Nosferatu because I'm not sure. I'm not like a big vampire person. Let's so reshoot was, Twilight with Nosferatu. Right? Oh my God, like, let's get I, I always think of like Max gross old timey vampires and then I and then like I saw that scene where he like takes his shirt off and it's like glitter. I'm just like oh this bitch. I just really <laughs> want to like I wish they would just reshoot it. But it is actually like Max von Schreck yeah. has like eh, like oh we're in God, the we're really in the weird bad. ears and like the 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 fucking like Billy Billy Corgan dress. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, busy. Thank you very much you for, to- for for coming on onto our program. Um, where can people check you out? Where the, where can people learn more about uh, more than no? Yeah, um, you can go to more than no n o. Dot org. Um, we're also on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, we have a monthly show at Three Clubs in Hollywood. We also have a documentary out by End Pain. You can find that at endpain.com. Um, that's going to a couple film festivals right now. So um, check all of that out. You're going to go into New York, actually. I'm going to New York in two weeks to um, to promote the film. You're so the subject yeah. of that documentary. I am, indeed. Consent is my fave. So... So yeah, if you're if you're not super um, knowledgeable about consent, go check the website out. 
It's pretty fucking, it's a lot more interesting than you might think, clearly, since we did the whole podcast about it. <laughs> it's two also, fucking awful movies. It's also super important. It's also, <laughs> really, it's really also important. soup's important.